0: with Jason Whitlock. I'm Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for joining me. Hit that five-star rating on Apple. Hit the subscription button on YouTube. I have a awesome show uh, for you today. We're going to explain, I'm going to explain, how Taylor Swift, as it relates to the NFL, is analogous to... To so the open borders we have along Texas and our southern border, and the illegal immigration we got going on, Taylor Swift is part of a replacement experiment that's going on in football. I'm going to explain that in my Firestarter. <clears throat> Every day I come on here and tell you there's a reason why you gotta watch this show because the rest of the media. Won't tell you the truth. Won't tell you anything interesting. Won't tell you what's really going on. I'm going to do it. I'm dedicated to doing that. And I'm dedicated to dealing with the blowback for doing that. So before I get into the fire starter, before I get into uh, telling you about a couple of our great sponsors, I want to tell you why today is important. And today's fire starter, just like yesterday's fire starter, is important right now this show is facing the strongest headwind of its three-year existence any of you that go to my social media feeds go to twitter instagram facebook go to our youtube page everything has come to a complete halt my my twitter i think has lost 500 followers over the past 10 days they're removing subscribers from uh, our YouTube channel. My Instagram has stopped on a dime, no growth. And is actually, they're removing Instagram followers. I don't care, but I do care because they're trying to limit. I care because they're trying to limit the reach of this program, this show and the message of the fearless army. And so when I tell you all that it's important that you do your part to help me fight the algorithms that are designed against me, us, this show, this movement, I'm saying it authentically. It's important for you to figure out how to hit that five star rating on Apple It's important that you stop what you're doing and make sure you're still subscribed to this show. It's important that you're telling your friends to subscribe to this show and support this show. Over YouTube, I mean, they brought everything to a complete halt and standstill. We're directly over the target. The messages that I am unpacking for you all, that we are unpacking for you all every day on this show, They don't want it out there because I'm trying to talk to you in a way that's relatable, easy for you to understand. I'm taking things in the sports world, something that we all find relatable, and using them to describe what's going on in the rest of society. I'm going to do that again today. I'm going to walk you through how what Taylor Swift has going on in the NFL shows you what they have going on at the southern border and how there's a different form of illegal immigration going on in the football world. Kick back, relax, enjoy today's fire starter. Shamika Michelle is going to join me at some point as we discuss Taylor Swift because I think Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco made some comments about <clears throat> Taylor Swift being a bigger deal than Beyonce and. On Michael Jackson's level I want to talk about that with uh, Shamika Michelle, uh, but other than that, it's just gonna be me and you Because I got some things I want to get off my chest and tell you uh, I want to tell you guys who's helping me do that beyond you and I'm telling you do your part. It's important Hit that subscription hit the reminders the notifications on YouTube they are trying to crush this channel because we're directly over the, tra- uh, over the target and find out how to f- hit that five-star rating on Apple. But uh, one of our great new sponsors, Cardio Miracle, you guys have heard me talk about that last week, this week. I love these guys, I love Cardio Miracle. Cardio Miracle is a proprietary formula that supports heart health and improved immunity. I've been taking this product for the last two months. And I'm a huge believer the main ingredient in Cardio Miracle is nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is essential for life and is involved in many critical body functions, especially keeping arteries young and flexible. Heart disease remains the number one cause of health of death. I'm sorry, of death in the United States for men and women. According to the American Heart Association, approximately every 40 seconds, someone in the United States will have a myocardial infarction. Nitric oxide helps keep blood pressure and cholesterol at healthy levels. It also supports anti-inflammatory response, natural energy, and better recovery. And it promotes good sexual health. With over 50 ingredients, Cardio Miracle gives you a health boost in each delicious serving and fulfills almost every daily nutritional need. It is your one-stop wonder for your daily serving of cardio health. Support healthy blood flow and deliver more vitamins, nutrients, and minerals to your entire body. Get started now for a healthier, happier you by visiting cardiomiracle.com fearless. Receive 10% off your first order, 15% if you choose to subscribe and save. They also offer a 60 day, 60 day, no risk, 100% money back guarantee. That's how much they believe in the product. That's how much I believe in the product. Guys, I'm taking this myself. It's helping me in many, many ways. I've Sent it to my brother, sent it to my mother, sent it to friends all over the country. I told you guys my cousin Lloyd, who's a fitness trainer in Arizona, as soon as he saw it on my desk, he reached out to me and said, like, Oh, you're on that cardio miracle. You know what you're doing, dog. Good move. He's been taking it for six or seven months. I cannot overemphasize how good this stuff is. And as men of any age, and women, we all need to be on this cardio miracle. I love it. Uh, I want to get into today's fire starter because <laughs> I love today's fire starter. I really, really do. Because no one's going to see this coming, and 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 it's a, it's an important message to everybody uh, that's on our side and on our team. So let, let's get into it. The following is a warning to political conservatives. Be careful demonizing Taylor Swift. You're likely falling for a trap. You're going to turn America's biggest platform, the Super Bowl, into a stage for your political opponents to argue you've developed an equally dangerous Trump derangement syndrome. You're painting yourself as paranoid and delusional. Monday morning, after the Kansas City Chiefs upset the Baltimore Ravens to advance to the Super Bowl, former presidential candidate turned Donald Trump surrogate, Vivek Ramaswamy posted a tweet speculating about Swift's role in the 2024 election cycle. Here's what Ramaswamy tweeted. I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. And I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially, culturally propped up couple this fall. Just some wild speculation over here. Let's see how it goes over the next eight months. Look, Ramaswamy of course is referring to Taylor Swift and her vaccine pushing boyfriend, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. They're the new it couple corporate media celebrate and market. Everybody knows I'm a huge Vivek Ramaswamy fan. Love him. He's brilliant, quick on his feet and fearless. I hope Trump makes him his vice president, but he's making a mistake in this instance. It does not matter how his tweet ages over the next several months. It matters how it lands right now and over the next two weeks. It lands in crazy land. The impact of Swift's inevitable endorsement of Joe Biden, Michelle Obama, or Gavin Newsom is in no way connected to whether the Chiefs beat the 49ers on February 10th. Swift's popularity won't rise or fall based on the winner of the last football game. Additionally, Swift's endorsement won't sway many voters, if any at all. In 2018, she made her first political endorsement backing Phil Bredenson in his Tennessee Senate race against Marsha Blackburn. Bredesen lost by 11 percentage points. Give you another example. In 2016, LeBron James, he stumped for Hillary Clinton in his home state of Ohio. LeBron James, the the, the forgotten son, the, the only begotten son of the state of Ohio. Hillary lost Ohio to Trump. Celebrity endorsements spin the social media news cycle. They don't matter. Everyone knows celebrities aren't very smart and are rarely sincere. Wamaswami Whamas- and everyone else rooting against the Chiefs because Swift's infatuation with Kelsey, you look unhinged. Stop it. Right now. Walk it back. Leave the kookiness to the leftists. You sound kooky arguing that leftists will rig a football game to hurt Donald Trump. Let me clarify that. You sound kooky thinking they're gonna rig a football game. Yes, will they rig an election? Check. Will they practice lawfare against Donald Trump and bring all these bogus charges against Donald Trump to to stop him? Yes. Will they make up lies and pretend that he's a puppet for Russia? Will they do all kinds of crazy, crazy things trying to dismantle and destroy Donald Trump? Check, 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 check. Fixing the Super Bowl? No, won't do it. And and you conservatives, consult with me. When you move into this sports lane and wanna start talking about what's going on in sports and how it relates to politics, check with an expert first. I'm an expert in this lane. As it relates to football, anything can happen on any given Sunday. Just like Aaron Rodgers on the opening weekend of the season, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes could suffer a season-ending injury three plays into the Super Bowl. Then what happens? There's no guarantee the Chiefs are going to beat the 49ers. Conservative political opponents don't even need that to happen. They don't have a root and interest one way or the other. What they need is conservatives unfairly demonizing a clock ticking 34-year-old woman who has fallen in love with a 34-year-old football star. The demonization makes conservatives appear hypocritical and stupid. Are political conservatives so cynical and detached from a true biblical worldview that we can't see the potential good in a young man and woman falling in love? That's how the anti-Swift push will be framed on the ground to suburban moms and their daughters. It's a very relatable, easy to unpack narrative for women to digest. A likable, harmless, clueless, heterosexual pop star found love with a big lug of a clueless man. And conservatives weirdly argued that the relationship hurt Trump's reelection, so the Chiefs must lose the Super Bowl? Stop it. Right now, walk it back. You sound crazy. The truth is, The winner of the Super Bowl is irrelevant. NFL games are rarely fixed, if ever. Like all games that can be wagered on, they're influenced. There's a major difference between fixing and influencing games. Fixing is about the winner and loser. Influencing is about the point spread and how much profit the house earns. I repeat. No one who matters really cares about which team wins the Super Bowl. Here's what the people in power care about. The NFL's ability to serve the masses propaganda. Over the last six decades, nightly newscasts have seen their influence over the masses diminish year after year. Cable news stole the influence of the major television networks. Independent media outlets have stolen the influence of cable news. There are virtually no destination mass audience TV shows anymore. The days of MASH, Cheers, The Cosby Show, Dallas, Dynasty, shows that would draw huge audiences where they could feed you all the propaganda they wanted. That's over. It's all been splintered by all these different networks and the quality of these shows, it's over football is the only content on TV that consistently delivers a major audience. Eight years ago, thanks to kneeling quarterback Colin Kaepernick, the NFL turned into another institution taken over by diversity, equity, and inclusion and the woke mob. The takeover turned off football's most ardent supporters, Christian conservative men. As our interest in football waned, the NFL doubled and tripled down on its pursuit of female football fans. Where do you think all the pink uh, color, color codes and all this and breast awareness and all this other stuff started 15, 20 years ago? This was all about the pursuit of women because the NFL knew this day was coming. Where do you think all these safety initiatives and taking the violence out of football? It's all about the pursuit of women. And so now that they know they've turned men off of football, the traditional fans are like, man, this sucks. You got guys like Tom Brady, like, hey man, this ain't any good. This is low quality. Men don't like football nearly as much, and it's starting to creep into the ratings. That's where Taylor Swift enters the picture. She's a tool helping the NFL execute its replacement plan. Men out, women in. The league is illegally immigrating female fans. It has adopted an open borders policy that is fundamentally emasculating football the sensibilities of women. The people who convinced the NFL to adopt woke, DEI, and BLM messaging promised Roger Goodell that they would replace frustrated male fans with feminist women. That's what we're witnessing. As our interest in football waned, talking about men, the NFL, again, they doubled and tripled down. NFL ratings are inflated right now because Nielsen changed its rating system to include out-of-home viewers. The people watching in large groups at sports bars now count toward TV ratings. That's why the NFL has been setting ratings records. In my opinion, interest in and satisfaction with the league are at historic lows. Taylor Swift and the current season are about importing female viewers. She's far more of a brand influencer than a political operative. She's been injected into the NFL storyline to make it cool for young women to pretend they absolutely love football. One, America, it loves a celebrity-fueled fad. Celebrities are good at sparking fads. They struggle to get people to a voting booth or to fill out a fake mail-in ballot, but sparking fads? Yeah, they got that covered. Celebrity relationships die rapidly of natural causes. Conservatives are making fools of themselves, wishing death on a secular love affair. The right thing to do is sincerely pray that the pop star and football star realize that God is the source of all sustainable love. Hating Taylor Swift and wishing for the demise of her relationship, wishing for her demise, That will only weaken you and strengthen her as a tool for the matriarchy. That's my fire starter. Did you get that? I I hope you did, because I I put a lot of effort into this and I'm all fired up like, man, I can unpack this perfectly. I don't want any of the conservatives that have been on DC Drano, Jack Pasebiak, Vivek Vivek Ramaswamy. Don't take anything I'm saying personally. I'm trying to look out for you. I'm trying to give you a bigger picture understanding of what's really going on with Taylor Swift. We got to come out of Taylor Swift derangement syndrome. Because that's what's going on. Taylor derangement syndrome. You've been tricked into it. It's making you look bad. It's making conservatives look bad. It's making Christians like me look bad. Do, do I am I a Taylor Swift fan? No. Do, do I get she's a feminist tool and harmful? Yes. She will have no impact on the presidential election. Quit connecting her to the presidential election. The Chiefs winning the F- Super Bowl. Isn't going to elevate Taylor Swift and make her a better surrogate for the Democrat Party. It's not going to happen. No one in the NFL cares whether the 49ers or the Chiefs win this Super Bowl. The Chiefs aren't going to, if they win because of Taylor Swift, it's not going to provide Michelle Obama, Gavin Newsom, or Joe Biden one percentage point. Well, I don't even know if it'll provide them a vote, But if they can go to voters and say, "Look at these conservative hypocrites. Look at how deranged and silly they are. They hate Taylor Swift because she's fallen in love or pretending to have fallen in love with a football player. And these idiots think that if the Chiefs uh, win the Super Bowl, Somehow, that's a victory for Joe Biden and the left. Don't, don't do it. Don't give them that ammo. Don't let them sit down with women and say, Your love of Donald Trump is so overwhelming that you can't sit up and watch what has gone on for decades and decades and decades. Hollywood pop stars hooking up. In relationships, whether arranged or organic, with big-time athletes, that's been going on forever. I mean, w- Wilt Chamberlain told you that, that, you know, he knocked off 20,000 of them, according to Wilt. Uh, and and just, just think of it. Wasn't Joe DiMaggio, who, who? someone help me out. Did Joe DiMaggio marry Marilyn Monroe at some point? Or, or, I mean, this has been going on forever. Babe Ruth had his way with whoever he wanted. So quit geeking out, quit obsessing about Taylor Swift and and Travis Kelsey. Are they tools for big pharma? Did did Travis Kelsey get a huge check for pushing the vaccine? Yes. Are, are Are they trying to use their ability to brand influence as it relates to the vaccine? Probably. But mostly what they're doing is trying to bait young women into the fad of, you know what, baby girl? Build your Sundays around NFL football games the same way foolish Christian men like Jason Whitlock built their Sundays around football games. Make the same mistake idiots like Jason Whitlock made that Jason Whitlock thinks football on Sunday is more important than God on Sunday. Yeah, get get women to make that exact same mistake as men, because people like Whitlock have now figured out, like, oh man, I'm watching this bread and circus satanic ritual of the NFL and ignoring God on Sunday. And so guys like me have been like, oh, man, we're finally waking up. I got less time for football and more time for God. I've I- I figured that out, and so have other men. I hear from them all the time. And even if they haven't come in exactly to that conclusion, what they've come to is like, I don't like this football stuff. I don't like the messaging around football. I don't like these athletes. I don't like NBA, NFL. They're all cowards. Uh, Major League Baseball. And so we're watching less and less sports. Obviously, you know, I still watch some of it. Obviously, I watched a lot of Colorado football this year. You know, I followed the NFL season. But (laughs) this is this is the truth. And, And I mean, my NFL Sunday's. Used to be completely, I mean, from, let's say I woke up at 8 a.m. That's when I would start doing my research on a Sunday for which games I was going to bet on. And so from 8 a.m. until Sunday night football ended, I was obsessed with researching NFL games to bet on and watching NFL games so that the next week I would be a better gambler on football and I would get more enjoyment out of football. I didn't this past season. And I used to go to a sports bar here in Nashville where a lot of it, I'm not talking smack on anybody or anything. I'm not, but I used to go to a sports bar and watch the games with a group of guys that love to do the same thing as me. Wake up in the morning, figure out which games we're gonna gamble on, go sit in front of a bunch of TVs, take notes, think, put in bets for the second games or halftime bets and all that. This year, I did not go to a single sports bar to watch the NFL. Th- that's. I don't know if I can ever have said that in my life other than this year. As a college football, other than watching Colorado, I watched so much less college football because Saturday's not as bad as Sunday's, but close. I was close to being that bad on Saturday's as it related to college football as well. And particularly as it related to Ball State football, I love Ball State. I love Ball State football. I watch so much less this year. So my whole life, obviously, I love football. I would have never went to college without football. I, you know, playing football since like second grade, and I'm moving away from it because I figured out. It's a marketing tool for the matriarchy and none of its values are consistent with my own values. Other people. I started out the beginning of this year talking about a Super Bowl boycott. And, and so this gives me the perfect opportunity because people have been emailing me to clarify that. Now, maybe I'll do an entire show or a fire starter on it uh, tomorrow. But I, but I do want to offer this bit of clarity. The, the reason what. I'm going to have to do a follow up to fully unpack this, my thinking on the Super Bowl boycott. But bottom line, the conclusion that I reached was, I was the wrong person to be the leader of rallying people and other people in the media to support a Super Bowl boycott. I'm too polarizing with the media. As I showed you all last week with the, my 50 media beefs and all that, it, it it's not, you know, are most of the people on that list leftists? Yes. But I beef with conservative people in the media, too. And people in the media are they like me, but some of them are halfway afraid of me. Because if I see something in the media I don't like, I call it out. And, and so I'm just the wrong rallying point because people are halfway afraid of me and i figured that out and there were p- many people like they thought thought it was a great idea i'll reference one person you know charlie kirk was on board with it and i clearly like charlie kirk think he's great love what he's doing with uh, tpusa but w- when i started thinking about how can we pull this off on a massive level i just i'm the wrong mouthpiece now i would definitely support it and and but i i just think I was the wrong guy for that. And so we didn't do it, but am I in the right, and the the Kansas City Chiefs, my favorite football team since 1994, playing in the Super Bowl. I I love this matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. I like Kyle Shanahan versus Andy Reid, but I really don't care about this Super Bowl, not not the way that I normally would. Friend of mine, I ain't even call him a friend. Blake, it's like a little brother to me. He's a family member. Yesterday or a day before, hey, uh, meet me and Caitlin out in Vegas, you know, for the Super Bowl. Nah, man, I'm gonna be in Florida doing something else, and I, I don't I don't really care that much to go, and so. Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I got no interest. Other men feel the exact same way. Those of us that really know and love the game and know the values it used to reinforce and propagandize, and we've seen it all change on a dime and go completely the other direction, we don't have an interest like we used to. NFL, very aware of this. NFL, adhering to... Uh, the dictates of the World Economic Forum and uh, ESG and DEI and all that. They've taken a bet that they can replace me with Swifties, with women, that they can make watching football the same sort of obsession for a group of women that will replace disaffected dissatisfied, frustrated men. That's their bet. And then once they reach women and replace us with women, they can propagandize all of their DEI and all of their uh, woke garbage to women and men and betas and simps and, and all of that. They'll still reach a massive audience. And as they transfer more and more power to women, It's not as important to reach men, and particularly those of us over the age of 50, because they're like, man, the clock's ticking on them. They won't be here that long. If we get the young people, if we get these young women doing the exact same idiot things that Jason Whitlock and other Christians, believers, defenders of traditional American values, if we can get them to fall in love with football, and fall in love with the Marxism being preached and practiced in football, it's gonna be a lot easier to control them. It's gonna be a lot easier to get them to uh, feel normal about the freedom that we're stealing from them with Marxism and communism. And Whitlock and that generation, we'll bury them, put them in a grave, we'll diminish them, uh, uh, limit their voice, Drown them out, and next thing you know, everybody's going to sound like one of these dumb jocks on ESPN or Fox Sports who are complete, all they can think about is, hey, I'm making money. I don't really care about this country because I've bought all the garbage and propaganda that's been spewed about this country. So I, I don't value American freedom. I don't value the values that made America great and granted me all this freedom's prosperity and opportunity in America. They're cutting me a check. So I'll go on TV and I will support all the garbage that's being spewed in sports because I'm an elite. I'm making money. It's good for me. This is why, guys, I keep talking about and will be talking about the entire year. Sacrifice. And don't expect these secular people and these elites that sit on TV making all this, they're not going to sacrifice. They don't believe in sacrifice. Those of us that claim Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, we're the ones that are supposed to believe in sacrifice. Don't go running around looking for other people that don't believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior to make the kind of sacrifice that you're required to make as a believer. Quit taking your mindset and applying it and saying everybody else should think this way. They don't think this way. They will not make any sacrifices because they don't care. All they care about is themselves and instant gratification and how can they get more and how can they protect themselves? And so the very people and things and mindsets that delivered them freedom and opportunity and prosperity They couldn't care less about they have no respect for the men and women who made those kind of sacrifices so they could enjoy all this freedom. All they care about is themselves. Those of us that are believers. We're supposed to believe in sacrifice. We're supposed to practice sacrifice for the betterment of ourselves, for women and children and for this country. And if we're not willing to sacrifice don't complain about everything that's being stolen from us and being left to the generations that follow us. Just don't do it and and don't be mad at the people, the secular people that aren't willing to make sacrifices. That's not their job. That's not their role. They're not built for sacrifice. They don't believe in sacrifice. They don't have a symbol, Jesus Christ, who made the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. They don't believe in that. They don't respect that. So quit looking for them for sacrifice. Look in the mirror, look at yourself and ask yourself, what are you willing to sacrifice? That's the only question, that's the only question that matters. So, uh <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I may have loved today's Firestarter and this conversation more than anything we've done on the show uh, previously, just because you just you're not going to get it anyplace else, and 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 I need you all to support it because the system realizes that. There are very few people that have the willingness or the insight to show you what's going on in the world in a relatable way, in a way that you can access. and, And me and this show and we have a unique blessing from God to share These types of examples in relatable ways. And again, I'm not saying everybody's going to agree with it. I'm not saying everybody's ready for this truth, but, but I'm unpacking it. We're unpacking it on this show in a way that's very digestible. Share it with your friends, share it with your kids, talk about it with your kids, talk about it with your wife, that that Taylor Swift and what's going on in the NFL is a great opportunity for a man and a woman, a husband and a wife a father and daughter, to have an awesome conversation about, hey, what's really going on? And and now they have an access point, Taylor Swift, that gets the dad and the daughter, the husband and the wife, on the same page. And and now you can start to see, like, hey, man, these people that are political, hyper-political, They get all twisted up and they stray off course. And and they can, again, when you adopt a political identity, you're, you're adopting a mindset that will lead you astray. And you won't recognize your own derangement syndrome. You'll see the derangement of others and your opponents, but you won't see your own derangement. Check yourself. Check yourself because this Taylor Swift deal, this obsession, this hatred animus towards Taylor Swift, it's going to derail your bigger messages, the bigger truths that you're trying to unpack. It makes you look bad. And I, how, I I can't be any more clear. I really, really like Vivek Ramaswamy really like he, he, he the way he's a pit bull, for the truth, stands up to these people in the media and can go toe to, Not he doesn't even go toe to toe, he destroys them. And it's like I, I tell people, I was like, oh man, Trump's got to have this dude on his team and that way Trump can take some days off and just send Vivek out to the podium and, and, and let him light him on fire. I love Vivek, Vivek, don't get caught up in this Taylor Swift BS. It's a smokescreen. It's a trap to make you and conservatives look crazy. We'll bring on Shamika Michelle here in a second. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about Samaritan Ministries. Even though we're in the 2024, it's not too late to take a look at healthcare sharing with Samaritan Ministries. It's not insurance. It's a community of Christians paying one another's medical bills. And because it's not insurance, they're not bound by open enrollment, so you can join any time of the year, even today. Check out these three reasons Samaritan Ministries could be right for you and your family. One, you're part of a Christian community. When you have a medical need, fellow Samaritan members send money directly to you to help you pay your medical bills. And you'll do the same for them, all while praying for and encouraging one another. Two, there are no networks which puts you in control of your family's health care. You know what's best for them, so you choose the doctors and hospitals you go to and have a say in the treatments they receive. Three, you set your start date. Join today and start healthcare sharing with American Ministries right now or join today and choose what month you'd like to start. It's up to you. Whether it's a broken bone, cancer, pregnancy, or other medical emergency, you'll find comfort knowing you're connected to 80,000 Christian households across the nation who stand ready to care for one another spiritually and financially during a time it's needed most and it could be more affordable than what you're paying now. SamaritanMinistries.org/slash/fearless. Join today, gentlemen, ladies. Help me fight the algorithms and the entire system that's trying to stop the fearless movement. Five star rating on Apple right now, right today. Hit the subscriptions on YouTube. They're they're trying to crush us on YouTube, they're trying to crush us on Instagram, they're trying to crush us on Twitter, trying to crush us on Apple. I gotta have you fighting back. Can't do it all by myself. When when I talk about sacrifice, what are you willing to do to push back? This is simple, this don't require much. Are you willing to do it? Shamika Michelle, next. Steve Kim, previously on Fearless. Are we really going to do another rule to go out there and benefit the offense? Because, yeah, that that hasn't happened in the last 40 years. I, I think to me, I love the fact that once you're inside the five, that to me, part of being a pro and a guy with football IQ, that your job, ball security that the running back coach, and I've actually heard this from a running back coach at the University of Miami. His name is Don Sollinger, Great football coach. He used to tell his backs. So I talked to one. He had. He said one thing to us. Hey, bro, run straight. Make no moves. Don't fumble or I'll kill you.
1: That's what we need.
0: Time for Shamika Michelle to join us. Shamika, welcome to the program talking about uh, Taylor Swift derangement syndrome. Uh, we'll just start there. What do you think of my whole take? Like, I think we're going a little too far here demonizing Taylor Swift. Uh, I just don't think she's that important, and what she's doing with Travis Kelsey isn't new, unique, or unusual. Uh, your thoughts?
1: Uh, First, Jason, I want to give you a little fun fact. Yes, Marilyn Monroe was married to Joe DiMaggio. And after she died, he had roses sent to her grave three times a week for 20 years. I just wanted to let you know that that's love. (laughs) Yes. it (laughs) is. Yes.
0: She must have had that good
1: good. Uh, (laughs) Focus, Jason, focus. (laughs) (laughs) So you can laugh out loud.
0: You can laugh out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So I do think we're overreacting. When I look at the people that have, you know, endorsed people over the years, it really means nothing. I, I watched. Uh, Oprah and Obama and Michelle get out to endorse Stacey Abrams for, for governor, and she's still lost by this much. So I'm not really worried about Taylor Swift. Maybe they're trying to actually put it on her because they plan on stealing the election. And they think that we're dumb enough to believe that she could actually sway the election. Uh, but I just don't think that she has that much power to actually get people out to the polls a- and change the election. But, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to make people think that she had that much power. So,
0: so, You've made a little point that I wasn't anticipating, and I don't know if you thought you were making this point, but I will say that Oprah Winfrey's embrace of Barack Obama when he was known as some unknown senator from the state of Illinois, and he was known as Barack Hussein Obama. Most people believe that Oprah did uh, open up white suburban women to the thought of embracing Barack Obama. Oprah Winfrey has a daytime talk television show, and so maybe that's different, and Oprah wasn't just seen as some pop star celebrity, but what do you think about Oprah's impact on the early part of Barack Obama's candidacy?
1: I just think Barack was black, and... All of us who voted for him just because he was black was going to do it, whether Oprah endorsed him or not. We were just on the Obama train because here he was, a black man who had a real black wife, you know, and it was just the first time. I mean, I remember watching Jesse Jackson cry after Obama won. So I think a lot of us with or without Oprah was just going to be voting for Barack because because he was black.
0: I I did. And (laughs) people, with Barack Obama, there was a chance to make history, the first black president. And I think a lot of people get caught up in making history, being a part of history. And I voted for Barack Obama and he's African-American and look how unracist I am. And so I think a lot of white women fell for that. And so maybe they're trying that playbook all over again, when Michelle Obama enters the race, which I think is going to happen, and it'll be like, let's make history with the first black woman, and then now let's keep it really, really real that white women, many of them, whether they want to admit it or not, they're afraid of black women. And maybe uh, uh, Taylor Swift can make suburban white women and young white women comfortable with Michelle Obama, who at the end of the day, I don't think she's the cup of tea uh, because she's a bit angry. Uh, I just don't think she's white woman's particular cup of tea. Maybe uh, Taylor Swift can make her likable the same way or likable or acceptable the same way uh, Oprah made Barack likable and acceptable.
1: You know, that's a good point, because I do think there is an element of uh, white women that are afraid of black women. You don't know if you're going to get told off or slapped or if they're going to call somebody on you to make you lose your job. So I I think that that's a good point. I just, uh, you know. I would be one of these people If Michelle lost I would be I mean one I would be trying to figure out How to leave the country Because I do not think She would make A good president But I do think That they're going to Try to bring her in Because So many people Love her already Jason I don't even know If we need Taylor Swift To do that Because I see so many people That talk about Michelle 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 When we look And see how many covers of magazines she graced, even when she was saying that people don't see her because she's a black woman, the gymnastics that white women did to say, oh, no, we see you. Why did you even fall for it in the first place? She was the, the first lady. She was the wife of the first black president of the United States. Of course, people saw her. But the moment she played that victim card, people fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. And so they're still continuing to do that. When she went on on TV, I think it was, and said that, you know, she didn't like her husband for about 10 years. The applause that she got when she really should have been ridiculed for actually being an embarrassment to him and saying that publicly People just fall and worship at her feet because she's a black woman. And of course, we know that black women at this point can do no wrong. I saw a video where um, where a black woman was saying black women should be paid just because we're black. And while I would take my check, I thought that was ridiculous, you know. But there are people that actually believe that they really, really do. You know,
0: <clears throat> you reminded me of uh, a story <clears throat> in in, in w- where I was really in, when I lived in L.A. and one of the early signs in 2019 or early 2020 when I was like, I got to get out of here. Th- this place isn't for me. I, I'm <clears throat> I used to love to go to this place in Beverly Hills called Wally's. It's a Restaurant, lounge, wine bar, whatever. And, and I remember I was talking to this 40 uh, ish Latino woman. Things were going great, you know, blah, blah. And then she started uh, probing me and she started. She made some little passing comment about the greatness of Michelle Obama. And I didn't give the answer she was looking for. I really tried to give no answer because I'm I'm out here in California, you never know. I can't tell people what I really think. And so I just gave really no answer and just tried to move it along. And then she thought it was odd. Like, man, I just said to a black dude how great Michelle Obama is. And he ducked the question. She's like, you don't think Michelle Obama is great? And because I'm me... And I always am gonna tell the truth when asked a direct question. I was like, no, not really. But hey, uh, what, what do you want? What do you what do you want to drink? <laughs> and she she just looked at me like I was crazy and was like, how come you you don't like the Obamas? You don't. And I was like, no, not really. And every the whole conversation went the completely different direction. I was now. Uh, Because that led her to believe, to ask me, what do you think of Trump? I'm backed into a corner. (laughs) I'm like, "Ah, I I don't, I certainly don't hate him, I think is what I said. And then things spun off the run. I was like, I got to get out of here. This this is too crazy. I got to hate Trump and I got to love the Obamas to be accepted out here. And I'm just not going to do it. So let me, before, I want to play you, I'm going to play you this video of, uh, Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco talking about uh, Taylor Swift and how she's more influential than Beyonce. But before before I do that, I want to ask one other thing about celebrity endorsements that I, I didn't prepare you for, didn't prepare the team for. But I just want to ask you, I, this week I saw where, or it was late last week, Snoop Dogg says he doesn't hate Trump or he's got nothing but love for Trump. And it's a big deal. And everybody's retweeting it. And and, and I'm kind of tired of it, like, some rapper likes Trump or has quit pretending that they hate Trump. It, it, it's insignificant to me, and I'm just past the point of somehow the rappers represent what black people are thinking or what black people should think. Uh, what, your, your thoughts on Snoop Dogg saying he has nothing but love for Trump and the media reacting like this is something important.
1: First of all, Snoop Dogg is the weakest gangster I've ever seen, because before Trump was ever president, Snoop was all on his nuts. Then when when the Democrats started saying, oh, Trump is racist and you all need to be afraid of Trump, Snoop jumped to the other side. You know, he was anti-Trump. After sitting with Trump and being on Trump's roast and just seeming like he was, a you know, a cool person with him, then he jumped to the other side. Now he's back when he's asked a direct question. Snoop, I mean, like, for real, grab your... Junk and stand 10 toes down, however you feel, whether you hate Trump or you think he's cool with you and he's never done anything. But stop being wishy-washy. Your opinion is starting to look real weak, just like your appearance, like somebody's old aunt. Like, just choose what side you want to be on and stay there. And for everybody to be jumping on the old oh, Snoop indoors Trump God, we got to stop being so desperate that we run after every endorsement. I don't care whether Snoop likes Trump or not. I don't care who comes out to endorse Trump. I know that I think he's the better president for us. I will not ever be voting Democrat as long as they seem like a pack of Satanists. And so. We should stop running after them. It makes us look desperate. It makes us look like we need their opinion to to feel strong and confident in our choice. And I'm just really tired of seeing conservatives constantly post stuff like that. Like, oh, they're on our side. So what? As long as we know we're on the right side, that's all that should matter. I'm not running behind Snoop or any of the, of these other celebrities. I don't care what you think. I've been Trump since I made the decision, and I'm not going to waver uh, back and forth.
0: I, I love those comments because it is like why I laugh at these rappers, and and you know they all posture like they tough guys and. Their word means something. And these guys are all bought and paid for. And Mm -hmm. and they all got handlers and people telling them what to do. And we all pretend like they're rebels and they're anti-establishment. Nah, they got puppet strings tied to them. Someone tells them what to think. Someone tells them what to do. And then things have to, it's no different than the people that uh, were pro-vaccine, pro-COVID lockdowns, pro all of that, and then once it became completely obvious that the vaccine didn't work, that the lockdowns were wrong, now all of a sudden they want to jump in the fight and say, see, Uh, you know, yeah, this group or that group forced us the vaccine. They they never cop to their Mm -hmm. stupidity, never cop to the lies that they told and come completely clean. And so that's what I see with Snoop here is like, well, yeah. Now that uh, Joe Biden has uh, completely destroyed the economy and inflation's out of control and you, you, you having to up your mama's allowance and, and, and <laughs> you, you having to do all these adjustments now that the drag queens are in schools and all that. Now it's time to stand up. And this is where and, and this is where like I'm t- I'm an acquired taste and people. But this is where my criticism like Bill Maher. And he's getting a lot of credit because on his show now he'll crack jokes on liberals. Mm-hmm. And, and and my whole thing is like, well, hold up, Bill. The stuff you were saying the previous 10 years is how we got here. And so, you know, you promoted all of this stuff and, and couldn't see where this stuff was going to end, that it was going to infringe on your freedom of speech. It was going to infringe on what jokes you could crack it was going to promote all of this censorship that we have. There were some of us that were complaining all along the way, and I have yet to see Bill Maher or any of these guys raise their hand and say, nah, you know what? I promoted a lot of this. I regret it. And Mm -hmm. and I hate to go here and just personalize it. But, But again, it would be like me not sitting here saying, man, a lot of this debaucherous, sexual promiscuity that's me i help promote mm-hmm. that and i'm sorry for that and i'm running away from that and i'm not going to pretend like i didn't promote this stuff and couldn't didn't have the foresight to see that man this whole thing this whole heterosexual promiscuity is going to eventually lead to two dudes getting married and paying somebody to have a baby and denying that baby a mama I, I, I helped create this mess with my foolishness and because I didn't have the foresight and, and I regret it. But let me play you the uh, Ocho Cinco Shannon Sharp clip uh, where they say uh, that Taylor Swift, bigger deal than Beyonce. And I want your take. Y'all need to understand NFL playing chess. Y'all playing mm-hmm. checkers. Y'all talking yeah, about man, stop man, playing she, Taylor she, Swift. Yeah. They said that we're not going hey, to stop I, playing Taylor Swift because she's bringing a different I, demographic. And new set of
1: With eyeballs, graphics, different set of eyes. Yeah. I, I say I say that we uh we did the show a while ago. I think when she first went, went, went to uh one of the other games, I, I was trying to explain even then, you know, people you have to think. You always remember the NFL's bottom line is always is always is always money, it will always be about the dollars, no matter what. Ocho, same Ocho, feeling. Ocho,
0: yes. I love Beyonce. Beyonce ain't moving the needle like this chick. Oh, no. no you know, Ocho this girl, this ask the, she's chat. the, ask the chat. She's Who the closest, was... the closest thing to moving the needle like Michael Jackson that we've seen. This is it. Whoa!
1: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Reel it back in a little bit, baby. Reel it back in a little bit. Beyonce moves the needle just like Taylor, if not no, more. No, she doesn't. Ask the chat, you please. Can ask the chat, ask, ask the, the chat. chat, please. We put it to the chat. So make do a do a poll, <coughs> do a poll, because Beyonce has those same set of eyes, young, old, middle age, and old. In, including I, but I'm just saying Not if like Taylor. The, if hypothetically hypothetically Not speaking like Taylor. Beyonce would move the needle the same Not way like Taylor. Taylor doing. It would be Beyonce being shown all the time. Not yes, like Taylor. Sir. Oh, come on. Yes. Not like Taylor, man. Taylor Swift,
0: is, I oh. mean, she a, she a different animal. I hate when Shannon Sharp does this to me. But Because, again, y'all know how I feel about Shannon Sharp, but I'm t- I like Nightcap, man. I like their show. They they get on some interesting topics, say interesting things. I, I, th- this is fascinating what they're arguing here. And I have to admit, I agree with Shannon Sharp that as it relates to Taylor Swift moving the needle more than Beyonce. I don't think she's remotely in the same stratosphere as Michael Jackson, but Let's just start with the Taylor Swift Beyonce argument. Your thoughts?
1: Well, I will say that when Michael Jackson died, he did look like a skinny white woman. So that is maybe what they have in common. Uh, When it comes to Beyonce. Hold for a second.
0: Stop, 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 stop. Michael Jackson is my funny bone issue. I, I'm just... I, I can't take the Michael Jackson slander. Shamika, I'm just... I'm just, I, I, to me, I'm just my, my whole childhood is is part of it. As it relates to entertainment or whatever, the little Jackson 5 cartoon, their music. I'm from Indiana. Yeah. Must you destroy my image of Michael Jackson? I, I just... <laughs> I refuse to uh, tolerate anybody accusing him of child molestation. I I don't believe those allegations and now you just called him a little white woman. <sighs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> anyway. Uh, I love my there. You know, yeah. we watched him fade right in front of our eyes. But you know, when it comes to being an entertainer, he was the greatest. So I just don't see how he can compare the two when it comes to entertainment. Like they are not the same. Michael was in a class by himself. The only person that I would even ever think to put in that same class would be Prince and Prince, you know. He played so many instruments. He was a writer, producer. He put on an actual show all around, dancer, singer. Like, Prince was up there, in my opinion, with, with Michael you Jackson. you think Prince can dance to. on the
0: same level as Michael Jackson?
1: Not I even mean, close. as far as being interesting to look at as Michael Jackson, just like I think, honestly, Jason, this, this may be where we disagree. Chris Brown... He, if it wasn't for his incident with Rihanna, Chris Brown would have been the next Michael Jackson. <laughs> Come on, Jason, you got to give it to him. He is so talented when it co- he's a good dancer and he can sing. And are you trying can, to put Chris uh, Brown? A crowd. <laughs> are,
0: are you trying to put Chris Brown above Usher Raymond? Is that, because that's what yes. you're doing.
1: Are you- yes. Yes. Absolutely. How can it's you it- put it- him... No, but- <laughs> you know how many hits?
0: They- Chris Brown, ain't- well, he got those issues, but he would never be Super Bowl halftime.
1: Never. He could do it. He, he, he didn't could cross over it- like that. He could do it, Jason, and entertain the crowd. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for his little, you know, setback with Rihanna, I think he would be a lot bigger than what he is. I think that because people are so one sided and they think it's okay for a woman to hit a man and spit in his face and, you know, he really got the short end of the stick. Because she went on to be great. What
0: Chris Brown song is on the level of, yeah, love in the club, nice and slow, confessions, (laughs) burn.
1: I'm telling you, Jason, if it wasn't for the Rihanna incident, Chris Brown would be tip top up there. I'm telling you, that held him back. Can I get you back on track? I got
0: to get you back on track. (laughs) I got to get you back on track. We talking about Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Can we get... get, Taylor uh,
1: Swift and Beyonce.
0: And Beyonce. Beyonce. Go go, go back to that. (laughs)
1: What I will say, (laughs) um, I don't know if we want Taylor moving the needle. Like maybe she has a a bit more white women watching the game now, a younger demographic. But the way we are so wishy-washy, like we'll switch. You know, we're into thick eyebrows one moment. Two months later, we want our eyebrows thin. I don't think they're bringing in a a fan base that's going to actually Stick with the NFL as so many men have for decades. So I think it's a, a bad idea to just be putting all of this on Taylor Swift as if she's actually doing something great for the NFL. I don't think that she is. And what I appreciate about Beyonce is. To me, Beyonce crosses all uh, demographics. She doesn't just you can't just say Beyonce has young black women. She has them young, old, white, gay. Um, So I think that she has better crossover than than Taylor Swift. Until we were on the call the other day, I could not name a Taylor Swift song. I just couldn't. I mean, I I didn't know one. But I do think that, you know, she's a big artist and that she has a great fan base and they love her. But I don't think she has the crossover appeal that Beyonce has. So
0: you think Beyonce moves the needle and the, the needle is colorblind. And so it's just how many people can you move? Beyoncé moves the needle more than Taylor Swift.
1: I think Beyoncé, no, because we're us oh. that like Beyoncé, we're not going out buying her boyfriend's jersey or Jay-Z's album just because it's Beyoncé, no. We, we're not going to do that. So I do think Taylor is bringing in a fan base and a group of women to say, hey, this is my boyfriend. Go buy his jersey or hey, this is his team. Go buy their paraphernalia. I definitely feel that way because there are a lot of us. I don't even care to see Beyonce in a concert, although I do like some of her music. I'm just not going to put my money there. So I do think that Taylor has the ability to bring in the money um, for sure. But do I think it's going to stick? I don't. All
0: right. I do want to return just for a little clarity sake and give you a chance to walk back your usher Chris Brown comments. I've rattled off a half dozen songs that Chris Brown doesn't have anything on that level. I mean, so could could you respond to that I, I love in the club confessions, yeah, burn, nice and slow. These are classics. These are, are, are just classics. Give me the the what's the Chris Brown classic that that, that you know has to be played at any family reunion? Uh, please
1: could I could I hear that please? listen I like Usher Jason I think that he's great but I think you're
0: going full Stephen A. Smith on me and you're not going to answer my (laughs) question you're just going to attack Usher or somebody else could you give me the songs that are on that level
1: I mean I think all of Chris Brown's songs are good I don't think they're on Usher's level because of the incident with Rihanna I said if it wasn't for that he would be, you know, I like him better than Usher now, but I think he would be oh, okay. bigger and greater than he, he actually is. Shemeika. I would prefer Shemeika. to see Shemeika. him, okay. is what I'm saying. Shamika, I'm telling you, I, I get you, what you're saying.
0: <laughs> but, but hold on, you're, you're blaming an incident. Let, let me tell yes. you about an artist that has uh, several incidents, but we still have to give it up for the music that he made. R. Kelly. Whatever Chris Brown's problems <laughs> are, they don't come close to matching R. Kelly's song. And damn it, if any of that R. Kelly pops up on the radio or on my... I don't cut it off. These are classics. And so you can't blame an incident for destroying the music. If incidents and allegations destroyed the music... Michael Jackson's whole catalog. I mean, it, we just wouldn't listen. We wouldn't care about any of it. You can't blame an incident for, you for, don't like for no air? Chris Brown's lack of.
1: You don't like no air. I, I'm Jason? not saying
0: I don't like it. I'm not saying wild I don't like wild? it. I'm saying.
1: Kiss, kiss. Come on, Jason. Listen, if it wasn't for the Rihanna incident, Chris Brown would be in a whole uh he would just be by himself now that Michael Jackson is gone if it wasn't for Rihanna. I'm telling you.
0: I, we just had I, I'm I'm only quoting here so don't get in trouble uh but someone on the team just said not this honky as it relates to uh Chris Brown. I think that's am I am I quoting that uh, correctly but I'm just t- <laughs> White folks TJ, ain't buying your argument, Shamika.
1: I'm telling you. Well, we, ne- we need the black TJ people. TJ Moe's trying to give you a little
0: support. TJ-
1: <laughs> okay, TJ. Well, that's good because I don't even think TJ listens to much secular music. So that means a lot.
0: <laughs> he, TJ says all white people know run it and kiss kiss. So he's trying to give you a little bit of support. But uh, And that's when Dave... Another person on the team, not this honky. So,
1: (laughs) did you see his tribute to Michael Jackson? The thrill that he did. Any
0: any tribute to Michael Jackson is always excellent. We had a Michael Jackson impersonator in my high school.
1: He could not have pulled that off. He could not. You know have.
0: what? But, but but okay, let me let me give you Usher's side of the argument if Usher were here right now. He would say, <laughs> "I don't need to do a Michael Jackson impersonation because I got my own classics. I can just do Usher." This man yeah. has to do his This man's greatest performance, Chris Brown's, is what everybody remembers him for is his impersonation of Michael Jackson. That says something about Chris Brown. Usher in a couple of weeks is going to roll out his long list of classics for the Super Bowl halftime show with or without an incident, no way Chris Brown would ever do uh, the Super Bowl because don't nobody know his music like that.
1: They could have, though. And I'm saying, we know Usher because we were a lot more forgiving of him giving women's herpes than we were of Chris Brown standing up for himself. Well, And that's the, all I'm going to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever he may or may not have given women, that's all speculation. That's all tied up in court documents and uh, civil suits. Who knows what to believe there? Uh, damn it. Anyway, uh, Shamika, this has gone much longer than I anticipated. And so uh, I want you all in the comments. Uh, where do you stand Taylor versus Beyonce, Chris Brown versus Usher. Uh, Who's who's arguing about the incident ruined uh, uh, Chris Brown's career. Look, uh, OJ Simpson is more popular than Chris Brown and his incident is a lot worse than Chris Brown's incident. OJ's doing a show with Cameron and Mace right now. Don't tell me about what an incident will do to destroy your career. O.J.'s on the comeback trail, and he's got bodies on him.
1: Speaking of O.J., I reached out to him. So, O.J., (laughs) if you see this, respond to my DM, please. Thank you so much. Oh, boy. (laughs)
0: TMI right there. You know what? I'm going to end the show. I I don't think I can recover from this segment. Uh, We're going to (laughs) call it a show right here. Uh, Play some tomorrow, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Break out feeling like a standoff, nothing in life, like freedom. Came like a fighter, striking like a ladder, making all this moves for freedom. I want freedom.